0: Coming up on TMS, often... There's nudity.
1: Come to TMS Vegas. They might have frogs.
0: Pounding mozzarella
1: for one. I don't like lawn and <laughs> vee.
0: Half the debauchery is gone.
1: Somewhere down the lazy river.
0: Cirque de Sobuts.
1: You get a verbena and you get a verbena and you get a verbena.
0: My lawn is a forever stamp.
1: They call him Tomato Stew Jamie. Do you have green down there? What happens in Vegas stays <laughs> in Vegas due to poor Wi-Fi everything's
0: a hammer with amy
1: handy woo with wendy and more on this episode of the morning stream that old ever popular theme of rock and roll music is it damaging the brains of the young people of america
0: hey there get your fingers off the film that's better (coughs)
2: The Morning Stream, now gluten-free.
0: Good morning and welcome to a gluten-free episode of The Morning Stream. For Thursday, July 28th, 2022, I'm Scott Johnson and Brian Nibbett is joining us from beautiful downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. Nope. Not really downtown.
1: <laughs> not downtown. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean that whole place is even, that whole place is not like even a downtown.
1: Las Vegas. Technically, that's, it's, that's uh, true. Parad- the city is paradise. Yeah. That's
0: right. You're in Paradise, Nevada. Uh, I'm in Paradise,
1: uh, Nevada. It's Clark on the, County, on Las Vegas Boulevard.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's Clark County. Uh, enjoy uh, your time there. Actually, you're only there for another what? You're, you fly home tomorrow or tonight? Or I can't remember.
1: No, so I fly home tonight. I'm here for another. Let's see, uh, about another eleven hours. Nice. My flight takes off a little after seven, 7, about 7.15, so almost exactly 11 hours. And uh, I plan to get so much go- done in that time, Scott.
0: I was going to ask what kind of debauchery lies before you for the next 11 hours.
1: Well, Again. Chris Brown already took off. Yeah. so um, <laughs>
0: That's half the debauchery uh, right there.
1: <laughs> that's half the debauchery, yes, exactly. No, my debauchery for the rest of this probably... Um, it's probably going, uh, to the pool for a little bit after the show today. Yep. Hang out there. Uh, before it, before you can cook an egg on the, the sidewalk, um, meeting with Zula for lunch. I don't know where we're going to go. Um, but he knows all the good places. If so. he's picking,
0: yeah, you're, you're in good hands if he's yeah. picking where you're going. yeah, It'll
1: Exactly. I mean, last time we went to that amazing noodle shop and you know what, if he said, let's go there again, I'd say, okay, yeah. that, that was uh, damn good. Um, yeah, and then and then I don't know what else. I've already uh, went to the Marvel gift store because yeah, have to. Mm.
0: What'd you get? <laughs> Did You get anything cool to,
1: to see what's new? Uh, yeah, I'll show you. All right. I got a uh, an eye of Agamotto keychain. Whoa,
0: that's Can cool. You see
1: that? Uh,
0: oh yeah. Is oh, God, there no, is inside of that a um, a green stone or anything or? <laughs>
1: Yeah. It's extra. Uh, oh. greenstone is extra. You can't, uh, damn it. You can't get that, but it's, but it is really cool. Like it's, you know, like got a hole in it and stuff. So I could, I could probably pry it apart and put some sort of little led or something in there, but I'm sure I would screw it up if I tried to do that. So That's awesome. I won't.
0: Are you going to wear it yeah. or are you going to, uh, uh, just keep it somewhere? What are you gonna?
1: I'm going to put my key on it because I have <laughs> one key that I use all the time, which is my car key Yeah. and I'll put it on this. Nice. And, uh, Nice. Yeah, and then effectively doubling the amount of stuff I have to put in my pocket to drive somewhere.
0: That's true. Is it plastic or metal? Yeah. It seems like it's made okay. No, it's
1: it's, it's metal.
0: Ooh. I kind of want it. Yeah.
1: Go ASMR right there. Yeah, yeah. Wait, is that the mic you're um, on? Tap,
0: a- tap that mic again. I don't think I heard it. Yeah, I don't hear it.
1: Yeah, you do. Well, maybe you don't, but...
0: I still don't hear it. It's weird. It might be cutting it really? out. Yeah.
1: Oh, it's definitely cutting it out because that was loud in my ears. Oh.
0: <laughs> I can get in here. Oh, there there's you so go. You. Yeah, that's definitely you.
1: <laughs> it's definitely me. That's yeah. definitely the mic.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Uh, well, you'll have to let us know how it went. So, so far, how's things? Like, you, I'm sure there's stories. What's going on in Vegas?
1: Good. Yeah. So, uh, yesterday, also went to the pool yesterday. Um, I lasted there for probably an hour, ninety minutes maybe, but because it was already up to 90, 99 degrees. That's the highest I saw it crest on my, um, on my watch. Mm. And uh, um, came there, you know, basically got to the hotel from the airport. I paid for early check-in, so I didn't have to wait too long, and my room was ready. Came up, dropped everything off, changed, changed into the swimming gear, and then um, headed down there. Mm-hmm. And. But by this time, it's already like ten thirty, you know, ten eleven o'clock. I'm thinking, well, all right, all of the cabana chairs are, or the the, the uh, yeah beach chairs are going to be taken, or the only ones that are going to be available are ones that are like nowhere near the lazy river, far away from the pool, just crap chairs left over. I go over to my what what I like to call is my favorite area. Like it's a it's a curve on the lazy river where. Not a lot of people go. It's not in the super, you know, the the uh, Duke Pro area where everybody's like, you know, doing this <laughs> with their their uh, uh, sunglasses and their like, you know, uh, uh, slick back hair and stuff. Dupro sure. Island. Sure. Uh, it's in this kind of tucked away corner that you kind of have to wind around to get to, and even go through a cut a whole cut in the rock surface, the rock surface, to get to. <laughs> yeah. And uh, As I'm coming around the corner, as I'm coming through the rock, uh, there's a couple who are getting, who are leaving. And I see them like taking all their towels and tossing them onto the ends of their beach chairs. I'm like, are you guys leaving? They're like, yeah, here you go. They're yours. If you don't mind all of our wet towels on there. And I'm like, you know, I look, I look 10 feet beyond where they're going to be walking. And there's a dump your towels here a bin, right? It's on the way out from where they're going to be walking. I'm like, no, nah, it's fine, whatever. So mm. I pick them all up and I just kind of toss them to the side. Yeah. So they had two chairs. Of course, I only need one. So I plop my, my towel down on there. I've got a little um, locking thing. This this little doodad right here that I love. This thing is awesome. It is a uh, it's a little uh, miniature safe. Oh. But what's cool is you that. can pop this cord out. Yeah. Let's see if it'll work here. You can keep your oh, weed yep. in there. Pop this you yeah. put your weed in here. You could put your weed in here. You pop this cord out and then connect it, and then it'll attach to a beach chair and lock. Oh, so cool! That you can, yeah. I put my phone, my AirPods, and that sort of thing, so that if I want to get in the pool and lazy river and stuff, then I can do so and not have to worry about somebody effing with my stuff.
0: That's good. That's my, good. After, your, after your story about your green machine, I, I was concerned about other stuff. So this is good. And,
1: and that's probably where it all comes from—is my, you know, my <laughs> fear of having somebody effing with my shit because of the green machine. Um, uh, and I also bring down my ID because you need, you know, if you even if you are doing room charges, you need to prove you are who you are, and they yeah. can't charge to your room without seeing some ID, which is good. Sure. So I lock that all up, put my my shield hat on, glass sunglasses, relax. And a lady comes up and says, "Is this is this uh, other chair taken?" I'm like, "No, no, take it. It's all yours." And she's uh, a mom. She's got her three young daughters there, and they're like, you know, they're carrying their inner tubes and they're so excited to be at the pool i'm like oh yeah yeah take it take it it's all yours so she starts they start setting that up as their little home base yeah. and she kind of hangs out there while the kids go on the lazy river and we we chat a little bit about um you know she's just not getting any time to herself to enjoy herself because the kids as soon as she's kind of in the lazy river relaxing the kids want to go out and do something else and then they want to come back to do the lazy river they have no you know yeah. uh, it's all adhd so uh, we were chatting, and I'm like, oh, yeah, no problem. And, and, and I said, I'm gonna, I'll am be right back. I'm going to go get a drink. So I go and I get one of those big, floofy, uh, frozen slushies with rum in it.
0: Not the, not the boot can... or the leg or whatever. It's just a, a cup. No, no,
1: okay. it's just a plastic cup. Yeah, for $7 more, I could get a souvenir cup. Um, <laughs> and refills cost uh, just buy another cup because there are no refills. basically oh, nice. <laughs> that works.
0: Nice. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah. It's like, come on, man. Get, you know, if you're going to do the, the souvenir cup, at least do a refill for three quarters of the price or something.
0: Yeah. They just give you a discount. So, you could get a discount. I mean, that's, yeah, that, that seems smart. Yeah. But then again, whatever, yeah. they're already screwing right. you with resort fees and a thousand other things. Why not?
1: They're exactly, exactly. Yeah. So show the gum ID, get my drink, go back over to my area. Um, uh, they're all gone. There, you know. There, I think they're all in the wave pool and stuff. So, or the the laser river. So I go and I put my stuff back in the safe. And uh, and then I sit back down. I'm like, oh, okay, I think things, I think I'm getting sufficiently hot enough. It's kind of getting unpleasant. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, she comes back and I say, look, as soon as I finish my drink, I'm probably just gonna head out. So if you come back and you don't see my T-shirt hanging on the the top of this uh, chair. It's all yours. I'm gonna leave my towels so nobody else takes it, but um, if that's okay. And she's, like, oh god, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, thanks. So, it's nice. Uh, it is. So, so they take off again. I start, you know, continue drinking and finish my drink, and say, all right, yeah, I'm gonna take off. So, I take one of their inner tubes, hang it on my chair, take both of my wet, gross towels that I've been laying on, mm-hmm. and toss them in the in the bin. Go over to the front area and get two fresh towels and lay them on the front of the chair for her. Aww. And then unhook my uh, the lockbox. Uh, grab my phone out of there. So cuz everything's via phone by the way. Like elevator to get to your floor, you have to you have to RFID. Oh, the, it's uh, all elevator phones business. now.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. No I think card. You can
1: still you can still get a card if you want a card. But if you want to do all if you want to do a touchless thing, I didn't I haven't talked to a single um, bell desk or or uh, well that's not true and i guess i'll explain why but i didn't i didn't have to check in with a person i checked in online they told me when my room was ready they forwarded the key to my phone i went up the elevator got to my room and never never checked in hmm. never went to a person to that's
0: really in. cool i like that which is kind of cool yeah
1: so um so i grab all my stuff and uh and and then head out get back up to the room, shower, change, and I'm kind of getting recombobulated, open up the safe to grab my uh, AirPods and my uh, driver's license out of there. And, oh, there's my AirPods, but where the hell is my driver's license? <laughs> oh, no, no. And, by the way, by the way, prior to this, my phone was doing the it's too hot for me to operate right now. Wait until I'm cooler and then try and use me. Oh, no. And it's no. like a little picture of a thermostat. So I'm like, well, this kind of sucks. Do I have to go to the front to just to go up the elevator just to get to my floor? Do I have to go to the front desk and and get a key? But Climate change takes another victim. Brian's phone. <laughs> yes, exactly. Damn. So I, uh, uh, I get to um, open up the safe. Where's my driver's license? Crap. So I check my swimsuit pockets. Did I put it in there after I got the drink? No. Uh, did I put it in the bag that I took down there? Oh, there's a front pocket in the bag. Did I put it in there? Because my phone was in there for a while. Sure. No. And I do remember um, at times, my because of the heat, my my ID sticking to the case of my phone, the plastic case of my phone. Sure. Is it stuck there? Is it is it somewhere else? I'm like, oh crap, okay. It is not in the room. My mind's like, alright, do I need to go to Clark County, City and county building, and and somehow get a temporary ID until I can have a new one made in Colorado. Am I stuck driving back with Chris Brown at this point? No. <laughs> am I, like, am I not going to get my return flight and the points that I scheduled this whole damn trip to do? Oh my god! So I oh. call down to the front desk. I say, hey, do you have a do you have a lost and found? They're like, oh, you have to you have to fill out this form and then. Um, uh, and then you can call and follow up on the form. I'm like, really? Sure. So I go to this website, the MGM lost and found. I guess people lose crap so much here that they just need to do this yeah. electronically. Sure. So I start filling out the form on my on my phone. It's like, this sucks, completely sucks. I'm going to retrace my steps from the elevator all the way back to the pool where I was sitting and see if I can find it along the way. Oh, I did get a hold of a person i called the lost and found they said nobody's turned it in so i was like okay great so i'm gonna retrace the steps sure sure so i uh start making my way through the mgm grand i stop at the bathroom that i went to on the way back from the pool nothing by the urinal gross and then i uh start making you know continuing down to the pool and i get to the pool area show them my id or my um my phone thing to say to show, prove that i'm a guest here and i said you know what do you guys have a lost and Found here? And uh, she says, oh, yeah, it's, it's right over there. So I go over there. I say, I lost my driver's license here. I uh, may be here at the pool. Did anyone turn it in? She asks my state. I tell her my state. She says, oh, what's your name? I said, Brian. Edit. She's like, yes, we have it right here. Somebody turned it in. Oh. My guess is that the, uh, the lady with the three kids found it. Like, it probably fell out while I was, you know, getting all my stuff together to get out of there. She found it. And because I was nice and gave her the, the, chair and chatted with her you know she probably took it herself up to lost and found somebody else might have done it i could be reading too much into it but that, is some, that is it some that is some instant karma dude that's what that is that's exactly what i'm thinking it is it's yeah. instant karma of like oh he gave me fresh towels he did this i'm totally going to take this up myself and make sure that uh, that lost and found gets it because she could have easily just left it on the chair you know some that's what somebody would do be like oh Id they're probably sitting here. I'll just leave it on the chair.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I would have thought of. But since she, since you kind of told her what you were doing, yeah. uh, she probably yeah. keyed in on that. And also, I could see somebody in Vegas going, "Was this all a ruse to get me to like go find him and return his card?" And now I have to like hang out in his room. And then before you, you know, like I could see somebody being fearful of that. <laughs> but I'm glad yeah. that didn't go down yeah. that way. And I'm really happy that you got your thing so, back because what you described yeah. was making me mm-hmm. stressful right now. Like,
1: yeah. Yeah, that's, that's how I felt for about thirty minutes. That feeling you're feeling was about thirty minutes of like, crap. Like yeah. so much stuff that you do here in Vegas requires your ID, let alone checking in for your flight, going through TSA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? <laughs> man.
0: Stuff. So, yeah, and it would just yeah. keep piling into my head, like, oh right, that. Oh shoot, I need ID for that. Oh no, what about that? Like I would be, I'd yeah. be losing my freaking mind.
1: Yeah, exactly. But uh, no, all worked out. And that that seat I had was fantastic. Basically, it was right in the area I like. I could slide off the front of my chair into the lazy river if I wanted to. I didn't do it because I'd I'd hit people. The thing was (laughs) that, you know, you get these clusters of people in the lazy river, like um, bottleneck clogs of people. And they were moving slower than the lazy river they were lazier than the lazy river these clog- clogs of people because they're all jammed in together and it's like oh, like, like a, a shuffling zombies that sort of thing so you'd find these nice little pockets where there's nobody and i could pop in there and not have to deal with all you know kids splashing or or um clusters of <laughs> so you were like it's like front. it's like crazy
0: traffic and you're shooting the gap trying to find a little hole in there yeah, and exactly then, yeah. exactly yes wow I don't know if I could. I don't. Uh, just the idea of being cluster effed in a big pile of tubes who can't move very fast. That oh sounds my God. terrible.
1: Yeah. Blah. Yeah. No. I don't. I do not. Do not want. Sir. Do not want.
0: No. Uh, mm. Wow. Let's that's see insane. what else.
1: So, went to this place last night called Super Freako, and anybody who's been following me on Twitter, uh, seeing my post last night, knows about like this weird. Like here, here's the here's the story of the restaurant. So it's a. Um, it's one of these Spiegelworld joints. Yeah. Spiegel World is the company that puts on absinthe. They have another show at the Cosmopolitan called Opium. They have a third show at Planet Hollywood, I think, called Electric Cowboy. And it's more like a, a country version of, of their stuff. But their deal is that they are a raunchier Cirque du Soleil. Okay. Um, there's, you know, often there's nudity there's many many exposed butt cheeks in their shows <laughs> there's uh, subtle double entendres but there's also like very blatant crass uh, humor and that sort of thing sure but the uh but the show but but all the both of the shows opium and Absent, those are the two i've seen fan freaking tastic and i would say if you're coming to vegas do one of those way before you do any of the Cirque shows. The Cirque shows are great, but but the Spiegelworld shows are something above and beyond. Interesting. Um, now Opium at the Cosmopolitan, uh, up there by the uh, the Wicked Spoon Buffet, and then there's this little restaurant bar space right next to it. And it used to be a place called Rose Rabbit Line, really expensive place, unaffiliated with Spiegelworld, but had like magicians and entertainers and stuff in there while you're eating your food or while you're drinking. That got closed down, and then the Spiegel Roll guys said, well, we'll take that space and put a really cool bar in there, and between acts, uh, the Opium performers can come over to the bar and restaurant and do stuff there. And then they'll go back over and do their next act over at, uh, during, at, at Opium, which is like, oh, wow, you'd think these people would want to like, oh, I just did all these crazy acrobatics, now I want to sit down for another half an hour before I have to go out there again. No, they're like... They come on over and that's exactly what this place is incredible the, the best tequila based cocktail I've ever had. It had um, basil and orange and bitters and it was um, savory and sweet at the same time. It was hands down the best tequila cocktail I've ever had. Wow. Wow. Cocktails. You've um, had a few of those, so you'd know, you know I've had quite a few and, I, <laughs> and then I had like a whiskey. I really did kind of like I went down the the menu with all of the bartender's recommendations. He and I were chatting the whole time, and, and I'm like, all right, what do I want to try next? He's like, do the um this whiskey drink. It's like you smell the smoke, but then you taste it, and there's no smoke taste to it. It's all in the the before you take a drink. I' like, oh, this sounds great. and it was fantastic. Like everything he had me try was incredible,
0: nice. Do you remember his name? And, and, what was his
1: name? What's that?
0: Do you remember his name? What was that guy's name?
1: Uh, his name was Ricky.
0: Ah, see, this is good. I so was he, that was a test to see how how truly friendly Brian was being, and he truly was. You got the guy's or name, how, yeah.
1: Or how truly drunk I was, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but he was super nice. So, um, uh, so you know, I'm sitting there drinking, and and then I have some Manzino Picada, and then they make their own. Mozzarella. There, they do tableside mozzarella. Places do tableside guacamole.
3: Mm, yeah,
1: aboard's and hand make and stretch mozzarella oh. before you're on of table. Oh, and then uh, so wait, you're eating. Yeah, it you just so eat good. the mozzarella
0: straight, or is it like breaded, or you just eat it? It's Just mozzarella.
1: Um, What I had was their their homemade mo- mozzarella, breaded, but it wasn't like sticks. It was like a you know, it was like a. Um, almost like a triangle, like a potato pancake kind of thing.
0: Oh, okay. A um, patty,
1: but they, but they do the table side people. It's a pound of mozzarella that you end up with. So it's not something that the typical does on their own. And it's 80 bucks to have this service and this food and, uh, to have it made and to get the, 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 mozzarella. So I was not up for spending 80 bucks on, <laughs> on a pound of mozzarella for one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't want to shit for a week. Yeah, please give me that. so um meanwhile there's you know these jugglers and acrobats and a guy on a unicycle doing one of these uh those you know those two sticks that look like they have this standalone yo-yo like a disconnected yo-yo thing spinning around i know there's a a name for that but Mm -hmm. it's like they got the two sticks with a string between them and then a spinning top that is kind of hourglass shape that goes around and up and down on the the strings. That's cool. And they're doing all this stuff while, while, you know, the, while it's going on Then between that, like or between those shows, there's this DJ, she's up there, she's playing lots of funk on vinyl. She played some Tina Marie song that it's like, okay, I'm, I gotta listen to more Tina Marie more than just the one song we all remember from the eighties, which I think was crush on you. Yeah. Uh, crush on you. Exactly, yeah. So it's like, all right, this other Tina Marie stuff is pretty damn good. Um, and so I'm, again, more chatting with uh, um, with Ricky about the tequila drink he brought me. And he's like, yeah, the, the flavor evolves as you're drinking. I said, yeah, and I don't have to chew on some electric buzzer or electric button um, plant to have that happen. Because I'm referring to the Verbena, which they also sell at the Cosmopolitan, But just on the uh, one of half floor of the chandelier bar first and a half floor one and a half floor one and a half okay floor one and a half um and i took a bunch of tadpoolers there for tms vegas and we had a ton of verbenas i bought a round of verbenas for everybody nice and uh he says yeah that drink uh when when so it's been there since the cosmopolitan opened and we've spent we've sold 17 million dollars in just verbenas alone, oh in, the, in the, uh, the years that the cosmopolitan's been open, that's so much money. It is, isn't it? Like that's, seventeen geez. million dollars in just that one drink. So it's like, holy crap!
0: That also tells me they're keeping meticulous the meticulous numbers about the stuff they they sell and oh, do. Oh, well, Sure, yeah,
1: yeah. I'm that's sure crazy. They are. Yeah,
0: seventeen million dollars uh, worth yeah. of verbenas, and you and you were like, you're like a whale. You're like one of those whale buyers where you come in and buy everybody <laughs> one you know?
1: I did. I I I counted for um at least 100 dollars of verbena's in March for Las Vegas. <laughs> wow. All
0: right. That's awesome.
1: Um, yeah. So, anything anything anyways, else of so,
0: uh yeah, super, go, go ahead. I was just going to say anything else of note that you wanted to to mention?
1: That's about it. I mean, um, Super Freako, I think is going to be one of these regular places that I try and go. If not every time, then then at least every other time to um uh, to grab dinner because it's it's the food was incredible. The atmosphere, the vibe is completely my kind of quirky, funky music, kind of entertainment. Chill. Um, it it was it was chill and quirky without trying to be without them like you know taking on an affectation of being chill and quirky. <laughs> it sounds like sense.
0: a place made for Brian Ibitt is what it sounds like to me.
1: It does. It does. I'd like. I'd like to actually move there.
0: Yeah. And. Uh, and when Brian says that, he doesn't just mean so Vegas. He means move into.
1: No, move into that bar, into yeah. that bar restaurant, and yeah. I, I should have checked to see how the Wi-Fi is there. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: that's awesome. So yeah. far, so good. Yeah. The next eleven hours, who yeah. knows what'll happen? But you guys will hear about it, it on Monday's TMS. Happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and,
1: and I and I thought about this that. Uh, this kind of like... Because I wasn't planning on going there. I just happened to wander up there and check this place. Hey, you know what? What the heck? He's like, do you want to come in? I'm like, yeah, why not? Have you been here before? No, let me in. <laughs> and um, let me and in. It's, you go into like a like a separate little room, this cool little lit up room that looks like the first room you go into mm. in the um, Haunted Mansion ride. Mm. This little enclosed room, but it doesn't shout out or anything. Um, but I was thinking about this... And people who are filmsack patrons will get to hear me talk about a thing that that um you know a, a style of movie that i like i 'm not going to i 'm not going to spoil it for them but a style of movie or a genre of movie that I like, and I think I tend to subconsciously try to do that thing mm. that i talked about in, the, in film sac in that in that uh, episode of film SAC,
0: interesting so. well that goes up film this
1: next patrons bit. we'll get to hear yeah. yeah
0: that goes up in a couple of days you guys will hear uh, if you're a film sac patron you'll hear all about it well that's nice. awesome dude nice. glad you're having a good time and also keeping your uh your uh, southwest airlines thing afloat that's what matters most
1: that's yes, making sure like i'm not i'm not taking my license out of my sight yeah. <laughs> for the next uh, <laughs> 11 yeah, hours just
0: wear it around your neck or something who knows what'll happen to it um all right, right. we're gonna right. uh we're gonna get uh we're gonna get a little read on okay because you're on oh, a, yeah. you're gonna go on a flight coming home you may as well read something so let's
1: still read something yeah, yeah we'll can't always what? listen to or watch dr no for that's
0: true that's true <laughs> who can nobody is the answer so no, here's this can. Fraggle joins us. Amy Robinson, welcome all the way from uh, her her beautiful estate in Georgia. Uh, no, Amy. my
4: estate. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lawn the size of a postage stamp.
2: And
0: nice. I love it nice. Way. No, you're lucky. Look, at our age, uh, lawns suck. I don't want to deal with them very much, so my nice, my nice little side lawn is all I need. It's all good. Nothing
4: else. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm 100% on board with your whole thing about, like, if, if I didn't have an HOA and yeah. I was allowed to just replace my entire lawn with clover, I yeah. would do it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I mean, absolutely.
0: they won't let us do it where they can see it and I would if I thought I could get away with it, but if we do it outside in front where it's visible, no clover allowed, but in the back and this the side over there where where it's all fenced in, they don't care about that and it is like a jungle. it's so amazing in there. I freaking love it and you can still mow it, but it only water that thing once yeah. a week like it's we should all be doing clover, man. if you're listening to me going what? I'm serious yeah. go look it up, read about it, see some video, you'll be you'll have your minds blown. it's amazing. That stuff.
4: Yeah, yeah. My my cousin is really super into that. Like, you know, not having lawns and having actual useful crops. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys have talked about this before, right? Like the 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 origin of why we have lawns. Yeah, it and,
3: was uh,
1: wasn't and, it like, a It's t-
4: like this classist BS. Yeah. You know, like. Mm-hmm you know mm-hmm. way to it oh, my was,
1: grass, is, I mean, grass is greener yeah yeah, yeah.
4: exactly yeah it's <laughs> like oh yeah. look i have so much money i can just waste all of this land
0: yeah need, no totally you know? and now and now it's just this weird expected stupid thing and hoas perf- you know certainly push it forward but um even with places without hoas people are always trying to one up each other's lawns and you know, Hank Hill uh, used to do this on on, on uh, King of the Hill. He was always, like, saying how his lawn was better than everybody else's. We need to stop lawn envy, I'm telling you, and we'll save I, the planet.
4: I hate it, and I bet my neighbors that actually give a crap about their lawn probably hate me because, like, mm. I just, you know, we mow as infrequently as we can get away with, mm. and, like, we don't do anything with our yard at all. It's just. You know, yeah. little patch of grass and that's, you know, and we have like a rose bush out front and we, we trim it way down every spring, but like, that's it. That's what's we weird to
0: me is that the clover great. thing gets, gets smashed by HOAs, but it looks better than grass. It actually looks so cool and you can mm-hmm. keep it really tight and nice and neat and all of that yeah. and use like one fifth of the water or less. And it's great for pollination. It's great for other bugs that need, you know, habitat that isn't grass. Plus, grass right now in the middle of a drought and restricted water use anyway all looks like brown garbage. So, what are we doing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We and don't have that that's problem. We just spending
1: but... too much money on it.
0: That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And we actually found three four-leaf clovers the other day with Van. He was digging through there, and we found four Aww. four-leafers. Look at all the good Aww. luck he's going to have for the week, you know?
4: That's fun. That's I like remember doing leaves. that when I was. I know a kid. it's
0: so many leaves.
4: <laughs> I was. I used to do that when I was a kid. I would sit there for just mm-hmm. a, a ridiculous amount of time looking for four leaf clovers. Yeah. I Remember that? that well,
0: when fun. we were kids, it was like it was thought to be impossible. I think it's probably more common than we were led to believe. But, but yeah, yeah. Uh, get some clover, yeah. everybody. Put it in your yard and make a damn difference. Okay. Hey, yeah. uh, it's your good tongue to have you out here. at
4: the HOA and. That's right. You know, if we if we all do it, they can't. They can't find us all, man.
0: That's right. And then um. about after you've expended all that energy, <laughs> lay down with a nice book. Oh, look at the transition. Yeah. Amazing.
4: Oh, oh, look at that. Oh, well yeah. done.
0: Nice segue. Speaking
4: of segways. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Um, so I believe you have a
5: clip. I do have a clip. Would you like me to play this clip first and then we'll you talk about what's on it?
4: go ahead and play that clip.
5: Here's the clip. In one of the first years of the Maker Fair, a young man came up and said kind of sadly, I don't make, I code. I've heard this sentiment a lot. I don't make, I fill in the blank. Code, cook, craft, I'm not sure why all my examples start with C. The list of exceptions people invent to place themselves on the outside of the club of makers is long and to me, totally infuriating. Because the people who do that to themselves, or more likely the people who tell them that, are flat wrong. Coding is making, I said enthusiastically to that young man. Whenever we're driven to reach out and create something from nothing, whether it's something physical like a chair or more temporal and ethereal like a poem, we're contributing something of ourselves to the world. We're taking our experience and filtering it through our words and our hands or our voices or our bodies, and we're putting something in the culture that didn't exist before. In fact, we're not putting what we make into the culture. What we make is the culture.
0: Oh, wow. So, uh, Adam Savage. Yeah. I can, I recognize yes. the voice. Yeah. Adam Savage. Indeed. Okay. Yes. I recognize yes. everything
4: that
1: voice.
0: You know? mm-hmm. So you is do. this, is yeah. this is so, everything's a hammer book. Is that the,
4: this um... is everything's a hammer. Yes. Nice. And which is cool. Cause I was, I was listening to it because I just, I love Adam Savage. I, I subscribed to tested. I, you know, watch all of all, not all of his videos, but Usually, whenever he does something, I'm like, "Ooh, really excited about it." Or if it's just Sunday and I'm sitting on my couch making stuff or whatever, and I just need something on in the background, I I'll turn on Adam Savage's YouTube channel and just let it play. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, this is everything's a hammer. The cool thing is, there's a there's a a, a reference to our our good friend Bill Duran in the book. So that's fun. Really? Um, oh, nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being
1: yep. checked by he, uh, Adam Savage in his book. Yeah. Oh, he nice. uh,
4: he tells a little, you know, a little anecdote about, about Bill. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great book. It's, it's one part maker manifesto. So there's a lot of really great advice about being a maker and just making things and, how to attack projects, things like that, like the power of lists, the power of checkboxes, um, you know, proper planning, things like that. Uh, and then there, there's an entire chapter about different glues, like like <laughs> glues that he loves, yeah. you know, and talking about like how super glue <laughs> works versus, you know, contact cement and epoxy, stuff like that. Um, But then there's it's also kind of a memoir because he tells all these great stories about how he got on this track and how how it came to be that he went to work for ILM and, uh, you know, all his foibles along the way. There is a really, really heartbreaking story in there. I don't want to spoil it for anybody because it's a great book and you should absolutely read it. But there's a heartbreaking story in there where he absolutely, like, you know, messed a bunch of stuff up. And the person that hired him originally was not very forgiving
3: about wow. it. Wow.
4: And um so it's just like, like I was, li- I'm sitting here and I'm working, you know, and I'm listening to it. And I'm going, all of a sudden he says the thing and I went, oh, <laughs> wow. like out loud. I just went, <laughs> and, and Chuck actually came in from the, office across the hall was like what and i i rewound it i was like listen to this and he goes oh my gosh (laughs) so yeah so so there's a nice tease for a lot of not (laughs) non-specific unspoilery spoilers does
0: he does he get into uh how jamie heineman's mustache is hiding a a a darker truth no okay maybe not.
4: he talks a lot about working for for Jamie. several
1: wrenches
0: yeah a couple of a couple of tools in there a welder of some sort sure
4: he he does he talks a lot about uh working for Jamie and how how much he learned from jamie and uh you know at one point they were they were working on some commercial and he learned about it it was uh the chapter on deadlines and how actually you grow to love deadlines mm-hmm. um because if if you have no deadline you won't ever do it you won't ever do the thing interesting. Um, mm-hmm. So you know you have to have a deadline, and the deadline has to be something meaningful to you. So, in other words, uh, for for Adam's case, he had this passion, has this passion for cosplay, and uh, you know he he absolutely wanted this one specific costume to wear to to San Diego Comic Con, and so he gave himself that as a deadline. Yeah, and you know he could have easily made it arbitrarily something else, but because the deadline was meaningful to the project, then that, that made it that much more motivating. And so there huh. you go. But yeah, he's, he's talked a lot about, about Jamie and how he says, Jamie gets angry, but he, know, he doesn't raise his voice. He doesn't.
0: He doesn't yell like, or anything yeah. like that.
4: He just turns around. <clears throat> Really bright shade of tomato red. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I've heard this before tell. in the early That's seasons the
0: of that show uh, of MythBusters. The very early seasons, you they they would actually in the final edits would include some of their fighting, like some of their infighting, and That's Adam different. would be yeah. Very, yeah, Adam was very like sort of visibly angry and sort of you know uh, in in both movement and sort of whatever, like you could tell he was mad. Jamie would sit there and just look like he was stewing like just in a Mm -hmm. pot immovable, but just like ready to explode. I don't know if he ever did, but that's always been (laughs) fascinating to me because those guys are both kind of brilliant at what they do, but they're very different from each other. Yeah. I think that's what made the show interesting Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, but they, they quit. I noticed like after season three or so, they quit showing those conflicts, um, Mm -hmm. for good or for ill. They, they decided it wasn't good for the show, but, uh, I don't know what their relationship's like now, but the one thing I wanted to ask you was um, uh, the deadline thing. Mm -hmm. Did he get into at all how, why that's so, I I agree with that sentiment like a lot, but usually it's when someone else imposes the deadline that I perform the best. If it's Mm self-imposed, I struggle. You know what I mean? Like if I say to myself, I will be done with this by Friday, I don't. I don't I'm not very good at being committed to what I tell myself to do. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Cuz Cause I cuz cause yeah. justify it away. I can go, "Oh, it's freaking hot out, and the air conditioner's being weird. You know what? I don't have to finish it. I'll finish it, I'll do it baby." Like I do that all the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I hate that. Does he talk about that at all?
4: Yeah. I think I would think that that was kind of that's kind of tied into the deadline being being meaningful to the project, right? Mm. So uh, in his case, he tied it to Comic-Con right? and Comic-Con yeah. is when it is. So that is sort of a deadline that's made up by somebody else yeah. um, if you If you think about it that way, I mean, he was imposing that on himself, right? Like right. nobody was going to nobody was going to come for him if he didn't show up with this costume. It was a thing he wanted to do for himself. However, he could not push off the deadline and still meet his goal. If that made sense, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that is kind of tied into that. Like, and I'm the same way because I am every year. I I don't I've never been to Comic-Con but I go to Dragon Con every year. And this is every year I go and I get just so inspired and I walk around and I feel woefully underdressed yeah. around all these people that have these amazing looking costumes, right? And I'm like, "Oh, next year I'm going to do this and I'm going to do I'm going to dress as this and it's going to be awesome. I'm going to make this huge thing and it's going to be amazing." And then, you know, you come home from Dragon Con, you're exhausted. Right. So you're like, okay, I just need to rest and then I'll get started. Yeah. And then well then it's Halloween. Okay, so I gotta do Halloween stuff now. So we'll wait until after that. Well then right. it's Thanksgiving and Christmas. So I oh I gotta wait. I'll I'll after the new year I'll start on that then. Yeah. And then, you know, New Year's stuff happens. Next thing you know, it's it's June and you know Dragon Con is always in September it's it's Labor Day weekend every year so next thing you know it's June and and I look and I go well it's too late for me to start anything now yeah. i guess i'll just i guess i'll <laughs> yeah, just go back you area. know go back to looking for my nerdy t-shirts that you can't see anyway yeah. because the freaking lanyard covers it up that drives me crazy like i take such pains to pick out the cutest you know, nerdy T-shirt I can find for the con every year, and yeah. then I get there and I realize hey, nobody can see my cute T-shirt. It's covered up by a big, huge lanyard every yeah. year. Right,
0: so. swing it around like a cape. Got to wear it on the back. Right. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Well, there's certain yeah. areas where they won't let you in unless it's got to be front, and you got to turn it around to the front so they can see the little hologram on it. And you know, that's mostly for you to go where the famous people are.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, do Do you um. I don't know. I feel like all creatives have a problem with this to to some degree. Like it's just a matter of, did you find a way to create the motivation to make sure you get it right every time? Like one of the things I really admire about uh, Brian here is that he's, I think he's better than me at that kind of thing. Like, oh, he committed to a thing and a time, so he'll do it. Mm -hmm. And even if it's a, a thing and a time for himself, he tends to do it better than I do. If I do it, I'm like... I always, even when I make the commitment, I'm like, I'm going to do this by Friday. But then I kind of know in the back of my head, yeah, but you have room to wiggle if you need, you know what I mean? Like, it's a bit, to me, it's a bad habit th- that I get into. And I know not everyone, everyone's got their thing, but that is something I noticed. Else.
1: Yeah. I noticed, yeah, I, somebody, I noticed Brian's better at it than me. Uh-huh. Are really we good at doing Yeah, for me? No, not as, I'm not as good at as, uh, doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So
4: like the frogs I did for TMS Vegas, right? Like yeah. that was, that was a, a self-imposed thing. Nobody would have been the wiser, right? Cause it was, I didn't tell anybody I was doing it. It was a self-imposed deadline, but it was when it was, and I really wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, I start, I just started making the frogs. Right. And then, then all of a sudden the Avengers frogs became a thing. And I was like, oh, I, you know, cause, because the one frog looked like the Hulk, it was like, oh, Do I do I have to make all of the Avengers into frogs? I, I think maybe I do. Mm. You know? <laughs> and so right. then that became a thing. And so I was just, I was just constantly, man, every time I was not working my day job, I was making some frogs, man, all the time. I had a crochet hook in my hand all the time making these frogs. And it was so fun, and I I succeeded. I made my goal. I was like, yay! I you know I did it. Um, but it's as Brian said, it was because it was for somebody else. Really, like I had I had a list of folks in mind um, that I wanted to have each one of the Avenger frogs, and then I made a bunch extra to just hand hand out to people. Um, so yeah. So well, come to Vegas next year, maybe you'll get a frog.
0: Maybe you'll get a frog. Maybe you won't. Maybe you will. I mean, you heard her here. She kind of committed on the air. I think it's happening. So the frogs will
4: probably look different mm-hmm. next year, though, because you know the the frog pants frog looks different now. Yeah. So plus I gotta the, I gotta
0: plus plus Pepsi made them all gay or something, right? Didn't I hear that from somebody? Some somebody the frogs. Went, <laughs> what am I thinking? It was an Alex Jones thing where he said uh, all the,
4: oh right
0: something all in the, the
4: frogs are gay now. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was a
0: I thought it was a Pepsi thing. I don't know why I have that in my head. Anyway, probably not. Hmm. Uh, well, this sounds great. I actually meant to watch or read this book. Um, have uh, had it on my list for a long time. So people, check it out. Everything's a Hammer by uh, Adam Savage. Available wherever you get your books. Audiobooks also. And uh seems like a good read.
4: Yeah, uh, and this is definitely one that I would very much recommend getting on audiobook because Adam's storytelling and his... Uh, his passion for making and his enthusiasm is infectious. Like I'm sitting here listening to this book and I'm going, I need to go make a thing. I need, you know, like I'm suddenly inspired. I'm suddenly like, okay, I need to make a list of all the things I need to do to do this project. You know, Uh, everything he talked about, except maybe the glue, like the the glue is very, it's very informative, but I'm not like super inspired by glue.
0: Right. Um, That is something Bill would like though. Bill would be way into the glue bit. He loves glue. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
4: Um, But the the best part, I I love the clip um, that we played because uh, honestly, like when I first heard that bit where he talked about people saying, oh, I don't make, I just do such and such. Um, That just made me tear up because I've often, like how many times have we felt that way? You know, as, like you say, as creatives, like how often do you feel like, oh, well, my stuff is, it's not really, I don't really do, I don't really do a thing. You know, I just draw comics or I don't really do a thing. I just make podcasts or I don't really, you know, uh, I just mess around with yarn. I don't, you know, I, and I love that Adam said that, especially because I am also a coder. And mm-hmm. so the fact that he said coding is making, yeah. you know, that just,
0: I think it's one of the, one of the, uh, to
4: my little heart, the
0: greatest <laughs> modern versions of making it really is mm-hmm. like in, in a, in a, it's a very modern thing in a lot of ways, but it's the most, some, in some ways the most creative, um, frontier we have left. I always say this about gaming, like, People think of games as, oh, it's either a waste of time or it's fun or it's whatever, but they don't think of it in the broader term, which is this is like the one place we're actually creating new space and places and things. And it's one of the most creative and collaborative art forms there is, and it is an art form as far as I'm concerned. And so when people bring up coding as if it's not in that realm, I think they're dead wrong. You know, mm-hmm. I think it absolutely is. Uh, well, this is awesome. Uh, uh, more great things from Amy. If you just follow her on social media, just find her as Red Fraggle everywhere. And um, yep. she'll be back next week with more.
4: Hey, you could see me fall asleep on TikTok this week. That's oh, <laughs> fun. That was my my contribution to TikTok yesterday it was me falling asleep at my desk.
0: I want to so. see that. Is that the whole, that's your narcolepsy thing or whatever it's called. Uh, the yep. Yeah, I got to watch that. I haven't seen it mm. yet. TikTok is not great about reminding me that my friends did something, so I got to go, got to go search for it. But I'll find it. Yeah, uh, it's there. There you go. It's uh, Amy. Have a fantastic week, and you too. Uh, and and weekend. I hope it's a party time for you and your and yours. Yes. Tell all Ch- of it.
1: All of it. Hopefully, it's good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Tell Chuck to bring yes. uh, the the party favors. All right. Bye. All right. She's out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Brian. Uh, oh, yeah. look at the time. We're going to
1: gonna- weirdly laggy there for little bit when amy was on but let's see if they get back to normal
0: yeah you're a little bit better now you were kind of lagging out um a couple uh, a couple times i you would start talking yeah, and noticing. hang and then you'd come back and-
1: yeah i was noticing that i was talking over her uh amy a lot so or hopefully that doesn't happen happen with wendy but if it does then i'll i'll mute until i some pithy thing to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> keep the pith ready. Although at the...
1: won't, muting won't affect the the bandwidth. it's just uh, yeah.
0: That's true. But keep your keep your pith cocked and loaded. If you know what I mean.
1: I will keep my pith cocked and
0: loaded. That's right. Pith cock. All right. Hey, uh, we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do a song break here. That Brian will now explain. And then we'll come back with Wendy on the other side. Hey, Brian, what song are we playing at the middle of the show?
1: Yeah, uh, I'm bringing you a band called Space Moth. It's all one word. Space Moth uh SPACE in case you can't understand what I'm saying they have a brand new album that's their debut album it's called no Post, no future this is some some uh synthy fizzy indie pop um uh, kind of like uh stereo lab the rentals stripped down, um almost deadpan delivery by whose name is Miriam uh Cutis. Mm. um I hope you all, halfway through the song, I'm like, okay, now I'm starting to like this. I get this. But at the beginning, I'm like, is this weird? Is this weird for TMS? But give it a chance, give it a uh, The song is called Waves Come Crashing. Uh, the brand new album, No Path, No Future, from Space Moth.
4: always looks like you just told her that you have a podcast
1: the federal government is all over my breakfast the
0: morning stream it's like this show that you're listening to right now but better all right we're back hey who is that artist and song again
1: Oof. Sure, that is the sun crashing, and it's from the debut album No Past, No Future.
0: <laughs> you came back very roboty, but I think you're uh, better now. My robot. Yeah. And your video's pausing like crazy. Like you're freezing. And it's great because we're getting faces that I weird. that are hilarious faces. Anyway. You know how that goes when you're getting frozen and you're like um, you're Middle of a word and you're like Ugh.
1: Well, I I totally seems like a good Put out <laughs> now because I had that open because I had to look up the uh the, the artist. Maybe that'll help things too because I had to open that. First yeah,
0: thing. it's already better actually. That's funny. Um, all right, let's get uh, let's get my okay. sister in here. Yeah. Pretty sure she's at the ready. Talked to her last night. Uh, here we go. No,
1: Whoops. before you pull her in, oh, uh, is it too late? No, you're good. Uh, maybe, okay. I was gonna say, let's relaunch her, or let me quit and re I'm gonna do that.
0: Okay, do that. All right, we're calling Wendy. We're going to see how this goes, hopefully well. Uh, uh, here we go. Uh, oh, whoops. I had a night attack to this. Why? Hold on. <laughs> the hell was I thinking there? All right, uh, check this out, you guys.
6: Knows windy.
0: Man, Wendy picked that phone up fast. Hi, Wendy. What are you doing?
6: Hi, hi. You uh, thought you had to stall. I did. Usually you do.
0: I usually do have to stall. But I didn't have to today. That was... Mm-hmm. You almost picked up before... I called it sounds weird. <laughs> anyway, cool. look at you at the ready. Uh I was thinking about you this week cuz we had a family uh hangout and um Yeah. And we had to me and Ken had to play uh psychologists for the uh-huh. aging uh the aging matri- matriarch and patriarch of the family. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. uh they they basically are squabbling like two 22-year-old got married too early couple. Uh oh. and It's really annoying. And so uh <laughs> so we did our best to remember a bunch of windyisms and you know kind of ideas <laughs> that you've you. tried to help us teach us and actually you know what was great I I didn't tell you this on off air but I'll tell you now um Ken started to to use specifically the principles you talked about last week which were the um the stuff about not being, or maybe it was a couple of weeks, but not being uh, c- confrontive with people that you're disagreeing with or having a problem with, but instead trying to just get them to explain where they're coming from. Yeah. And, and in some ways, you know, we talked about Jordan Kepler and how he's really good at that and that sort of thing. So whether it's political squabbles or whatever else it may be, he was really good at doing that. Like he was bringing that up and I was looking at him like, well done, Ken. I don't know if you heard the episode or not, but it was like, yeah. you would have been impressed. And then uh, later, at one point, John looks at me and goes, you know what Wendy said? And I went, oh, boy, what did Wendy say? And he says, well, Wendy said I should let her do what she wants to do. And I said, "How yeah, dare she?" yeah, we're all saying that. That's <laughs> exactly what we're saying. You need to let her have some autonomy and make some choices <laughs> for herself at 84. And you don't get to control everything she does. And he just looked at me like we were crazy. He just couldn't. <laughs> couldn't get his head around that anyway but you were there in spirit in a weird way uh so thanks for hanging out in your spiritual form all right
5: oh
6: yeah yeah no uh, problem also happy to have not been there yeah
0: i was gonna say you're probably just fine where you were wherever you That's were uh, Thank Sunday. You guys for yeah.
6: taking on that
0: yeah <laughs> no problem um all right wendy's here we're gonna talk uh we're gonna talk some stuff in the psychology realm of course wendy's an actual therapist comes here on thursdays and helps us with your problems, oftentimes it's an email. But today we're going for more of a subject. You, the, basically, you just sent me the obscure term "strength," and mm-hmm. then we're going to see what that means. Okay. Uh, so get so lay it on us. I'm ready.
6: All right. So what I wanted to do is not let you come up with a story beforehand.
0: <laughs> oh well, good. I didn't do it.
6: Yeah, good. See, uh, my plan is working so far. Yeah. Uh, and you'll you'll come up with it as I talk. But I didn't want any <laughs> preconceived notions. Okay. All right. So. Martin Seligman. Does that name ring any bells to you two? Do
0: mm. you know that name, Brian? I don't
1: know that name. No. Not to me, no. Uh, no. So he's
6: Uh-oh. he's what I guess we would consider the father of the positive psychology movement. Okay. Um, at least one of the main, main characters in the thing. And uh, out of the University of Pennsylvania. And essentially, I mean, if you think of what therapy, psychology, you know, social work all of the all of the ways we try to help other humans humans are trying to help other humans with crazy life um often and and the medical establishment definitely overall generally is has been pretty pathologically focused right so what is wrong with you right why don't you feel this way you should feel this way uh you know just from Some basic stuff all the way to pretty significant disorders and stuff, right? It is disordered-based or problem-based or pathological. Okay. So that is pretty dominant, has been for a long, long, long time, right? Because someone's not doing well, we want to help. So that really is the impetus for a lot of things. So, you know, he comes along and others have followed suit, really trying to focus on our strengths as individuals and what is going well and how do we use that in different ways. Mm. Um, and so, you know, pretty groundbreaking at the time, like that's not how people thought or talked. (laughs) Right. Um, but has been really instrumental in improving outcomes for people with pathology situations, but also, you know, sort of just benefiting other people. So it's important, good stuff. Mm. I think it's, it's kind of where I operate from naturally. Like I, I really don't see someone as broken ever. I've never, ever, ever experienced or ever thought wow, person's broken, which uh, I mean, it could be because I'm an eternal optimist, but I just, I don't see it that way. I see it as something is malfunctioning. Um, and it's for good reasons usually, right? Something's mm-hmm. going on. And so then it's, we're investigators and we're trying to figure it out anyway. Okay. So all that said, the, the strengths perspective has been really helpful in different work that I've done with different people and I've, I'm kind of on a kick recently. So I thought I'd share my kick with you guys. So I have a question. Let's start with both of you naming. Hmm. Okay. You ready? This is going to be a little revealing.
0: Oh boy. All right.
6: (laughs) So sorry. Uh, I want both of you to name one of your weaknesses.
0: Oh, interesting. How's just for clarification, something that we, like a generalization about us? Do you want like a very specific, like, you know, my left arm's weaker than my right. Arm? Like, what are you looking for here? Like, what do you want?
1: <laughs>
6: kind of whatever pops in your head. It can be specific or general, but just like, if you, if I sat you down and said, all right, so tell me, tell me how you screw things up. Tell me what you do wrong. Tell me why you're not feeling good. Like I'm, I, you're not coming to me for help. You're just a person. And I'm asking you to share with me your, "Quote unquote pathology."
0: Okay, here's mine. I, uh, I don't know how to say it shorter, but I'll just say if I I, I absorb negativity uh, around me, whatever the source may be, let's say it's the news or you know, I don't know, uh, the death of somebody or or whatever, I absorb that stuff and and I end up kind of wrecking my day if that makes sense. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't see it from the outside and observe it and go, Oh, okay. And then move on with my otherwise positive attitude. I, I internalize it. That's the word I was looking for. I internalize negative actions, thinking, or events. And I make them, I give them way too much space for rent for free in my head.
6: Okay. And would you, would you like to change that?
0: I would love to change that.
6: Okay. So that is a great example of what you would consider a weakness. Yeah. That's what sure. I mean by that. Okay, for great. Sure. Perfect. All right. Brian, what you got?
1: Yeah. Uh, mine I think is a self discipline when it comes to sweet.
0: I think he said sweets. <laughs> Sorry, he's in Vegas <laughs> he's and his wi Wow. Yeah, his <laughs> he's in he's in Vegas and his wifi's a little <laughs> uh, weird. But I think you said sweets. Is that what you said? yeah yeah well, okay. uh, <laughs> we're losing there's we're,
6: no sign there language he could just sign it well oh, we he killed
1: man. he killed yeah, video I, type, I typed it in chat
0: oh okay so he's i love it this podcasting via text is amazing all right hold on uh says so, super laggy okay oh self-discipline when it comes to part patries oh past page, pastries and sweets he put patries okay. uh, which i don't know what that is but Pastries. pastries, okay. So pastries, pastries. Okay. and pastries. sweets. That's a there. There you go. There's one.
6: Okay, uh, that's the weakness. Okay, so uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Do you have anything that is uh, not everyone else's problem? <laughs> <laughs> oh just, man! Just scroll a little deeper. Could I you see what he means. Type out something. He's gonna like he's
0: to gonna type it. out another one here. Um, you know, good point. He says yes uh i'll do it in his i can't do his voice i don't know how to do a brian voice he says yes and now he's typing and he says uh let's see you can
1: hear me now i don't know i'm like uh let's see uh that's hilarious
0: vegas man what what's come what happens in vegas oh it
1: was so good for a long time
0: yeah i think everyone woke up that's what happened you know they all woke up and went i'm gonna check the internet and download porn and now we're screwed uh, okay, so tend to be very paranoid about my stuff getting stolen or vandalized. Oh, this is interesting because we talked about this last couple episodes. Um, yeah. To give, okay. you, to give you the short of it so that we don't have the lag out. And if I do this wrong, Brian, you can correct me. But um, when he was a kid, his green... Remember the green machine uh, yeah. thing? I loved mine. Um, he His was not just stolen, but also just wrecked and thrown in a dumpster. And he found it later after it was mm-hmm. stolen. And since then, he's been really... Um, he, he, what he would term, he wrote it here just now, cripplingly paranoid about getting his stuff stolen or vandalized. So that's a okay. weakness. That's
3: a good one. Yeah,
6: that's a great one. And and I, I love what I love about it is it, it it um explains what we often will pathologize, right? So Brian could walk around and just get more and more paranoid, and we could just start to see him as kind of greedy and psycho or something, right? Like Brian. when really, and obviously he's probably not going to do that, but. That is the origin of of some of these things uh, comes from experiences we've had when we were younger, where mm-hmm. we learned something isn't a given anymore. Right? No. Like he learned about thievery and reckless. You know, ca- you know that violation feeling. Yeah. That if you've ever had anything stolen, you know, right? It just he feels so violated. So he learned that at a young age. So his system has sort of developed around that to protect him from that happening again. And the way it does it is through some paranoia. Right? Mm-hmm. Paranoia is not for no reason. Sometimes it's not logical. Most times it's probably not very logical, right? This seems like a fairly logical line we can draw. Yeah. But it's a it's a protective response of your system to keep you from getting hurt again, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people's quote-unquote weaknesses or problems or pathology could, can stem from experiences when you're younger that trained you to have certain responses or overall anxiety generally that everything's not safe. Um, and so you might say, oh, but you're you're categorizing – these things as problematic, wish I could change. They're my weaknesses. Okay. Mm-hmm. So great. Those are great, two great examples. So I'm gonna ask you for two more other examples in a second. But if we think about focusing on our weaknesses, what do we what do we hope to gain from that, right? We mm-hmm. we hope it changes. Sure. We hope we can stop doing a thing, not eat pastries, you know, right. whatever. Um, and when you look at what is really effective in terms of changing, it's interesting. You can make some strides and working on weaknesses in certain ways. Like, of course everyone can improve a little bit in those areas, but when you focus on strengths and improving your already existing natural strengths, the, you know, sort of productivity or life satisfaction, all sorts of things just shoot up. Mm. So we're very negative. Um, we have a negativity bias. It's how we stay alive and survive and all those things. And so we, we are, we are, definitely more tuned into what we do wrong because that's supposed to make uh, our lives better, safer, happier, etc. Right. But what happens when we tune into what we are already good at is really fascinating. So I'm going to ask you both to tell me what one of your strengths
0: Oh
3: man! And then
6: I'm going to tell everybody what to do after this. All
0: right. See, this is where it gets <laughs> Which weird. Is one of my strength, because I don't want to sound, you know, neither of us probably want to <laughs> sound like we're all well, One of my strengths.
6: See, so. you're already running into the problem, oh, yes. right?
0: Yeah, I hate that the though. The
6: problem is you can't. What? Like, why is this not allowed?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not allowed because <laughs> weirdly, weirdly, it probably feeds my my weakness a little bit um, ah. by me doing that. But all right, so let's see. Um, yeah. Strength.
6: Give uh, us um, a nuanced one.
0: It is a nuanced one. Uh um, okay. I always feel like strengths are better reported by people around you, but if I had to pick one, um,
6: well, you could do something like what? Do, what do you often hear from someone?
0: Yeah, that's like true. If you've
6: heard it from three three different people, it's probably a strength.
0: Yeah, I'm trying. What I'm trying to do is not like go specific. You know, what might be considered talents, like. I'm a good drawer or, you know, anything like that. Um, I was thinking more like, okay, here you go. I think I'm a good communicator. I can okay. talk to anybody and fill silence as needed, uh, and, and have a conversation with just about anyone from anywhere in any walk of life. So there's okay. a strength, good communication yeah. skills. That
6: is a- Great. Thank okay. You, Brian, how about you?
1: Let's see if you guys are hearing me. Yep. Now. All are hearing me, hearing yep. me good.
0: Totally hearing. You. Okay. Yep.
1: Good. Uh, I I tend to put uh, and this strength and a weakness, but I will put other before me, often to the to my own loss. But out of the gen, like out of politeness and um, uh, kindness to other people.
0: Yeah, I agree with that one. He does do that. We, hell, we had a story about it today in Vegas, and and kind of he got some sweet instant karma out of it. But but yeah, like there's a. I, did. <laughs> I totally agree with this. This is the truth about Brian. He's always putting putting other people's stuff first, and I also know that feeling of like, well, I kind of screwed myself doing it, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, I don't know. I know. Yeah. It, I know right, what he's saying. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I know
3: what yeah. he's saying.
6: Okay. So, so this sort of empathy or care for others, like it, it is a strength, absolutely, and and then yet yeah, you can sort of see some downsides to it happening, right? Yeah. Like if you can't not be nice and help somebody who is going to then rob you from your green machine, you know what I mean? Like there's a version of how do you, how does your system protect itself um, sometimes when that is not the appropriate route to take, but that is just kind of what you do. Does Mm -hmm. it make sense? Like that's why some of these strengths, and I think this is why we don't talk about them. Well, first of all, we have social norms that you should not Brag about yourself or sure. talk about yourself in, in those particular ways. Then we also have the everything's kind of a mixed bag sometimes or can be. And then here's another piece to this um, you don't really know what all your strengths are. They're so familiar to you, right? In fact, when you, you know, if someone can give you a compliment and you're kind of like, well, yeah, that was like no big deal. Well, that's no big deal for you yeah. because it is so normal. And already in the in your sort of sense of yourself, maybe, you just wouldn't even consider it a strength. So this is why you have a very common thing when people compare their weaknesses to someone else's strength is they're seeing some awesome thing they can do that I can't do and I feel crappy. But mm. rarely do we go the other way around. Like, you know what? I'm so good at talking to people. And that person can barely put words together. Mm. Like, you don't do that. but no. You're evil. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Some people do that, but I. Right.
6: I, I yeah. All right. Okay. So that idea, though, like, it's kind of normal to um, be a little clueless about your own strengths. Yeah. Okay. So here's where I'm leading to. I would like people to, if anyone has access to the Internet. Oh, what is Um, that?
0: Hold on. we got to explain what that is. What what even is
6: it? It's the information superhighway. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Uh, There's two places I want you to, two tabs. (laughs) I don't recommend having a hundred tabs, though I have a hundred tabs at all times, but two tabs. I want you to go to authentichappiness.sas.upenn.edu.
0: Whoa. Hold on. That's a long one. Uh, if you do authentic do happiness, academic. if yeah, if you just search for authentic happiness, you'll find it. It'll show up okay. in a uh, search. Okay, so I'm and on that one. All right.
6: Get to the questionnaires. So there should be a long list of questionnaires. The questionnaire center. Pull uh,
0: that questionnaire. up. Questionnaire. Got it. Okay.
6: And then second tab, I want you to pick uh, Google Clifton Strengths online. It should be Gallup.com Clifton Strengths. Clifton,
0: Clifton Strengths. Clifton. Strengths. Oh yeah, there it is. Okay.
1: Gallop.
6: Yeah. Gallup. Gallup.com.
1: Gallup. Yeah. Yeah. Gallup. Gallup.
6: Okay. So now that those two things are up, I'm gonna talk to you about them for a all moment.
1: Right.
6: All right, Um uh, uh a client, a Bill Stepper, uh pointed me to the authentic happiness. So thank you. Um and it's nice because it's all good and free. So if you scan down there, you can see all sorts of emotion questionnaires, engagement questionnaires, like your optimism, your um general happiness scale. You know serving children work life questions blah 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 anyway so it this is the sort of hub of um positive psychologys research stuff and so they have all these free questionnaires you just have to make a login yeah. and they don't spam you yeah they it's don't just care. a it's
0: a penn um, state it's a Penn state University login thing and it's not a big deal to do it's just free so
6: yeah so it's great and the questionnaire on here that it's it's a it's a fairly long one um is the via survey of character strengths takes about it's like 240 questions so it takes a hot minute Uh um and then they they'll report what your top strengths are right and then similarly and then there's other ones on there but that's the one i wanted to bring your attention to and then similarly the clifton strengths it's 20 bucks um i've done this one recently and have had some of the most fascinating conversations with people about it since like it's worth 20 bucks for what you're going to get out of it. It truly is. It's I think it's 50 to do like a full 34 list and and the 20 buck one just gives you your top five strengths. Now it comes with a book. This has been used for 20 years now. You probably maybe remember it, it was kind of hot for a while. Uh, Strength Finder 2.0 or something. I think is what it was called. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah. what they do is they come up with your top five. They Again, another question and survey and they've, given it to 30 million people. So it's, it's got some good legs. Um, and here's the thing I should make this quick caveat. Lots of personality tests, lots of like, how do I categorize people there? There's a reason we're interested in that, right? Cause you'll see someone and go like, I've known others similar, or why does this person remind me of that person? Right? Like we, we can be categorized a little bit um in certain ways right we we have sure similar ways of thinking and this is why you click with someone or really don't click with someone so those efforts have been around for a long time my personal experience when people love those and like build build their lives around their intj or i am a number 6 on the enneagram or whatever like whatever those if that does stuff for you awesome mm. it just does nothing for me and never has I always feel like it's a bit of a like glorified horoscope. Like, you're great. Mm. You do these things, you know? So mm. I've never loved that version of like strengths, if that makes sense. Sure. Using no, I get it. Clothes,
0: you can't see. That does feel like horoscopes because you could just say, you could say things it like,
1: It applies to everybody. Yeah,
0: you're, a, you're right. a sensitive, but you're also really outgoing. And every, no one reads those and goes, you know, yeah. it's like that class. Okay. Hey, story time. You ready for this? Here's a story. Yeah. Uh, since we're way into this, now I can do a story. Um. Yeah. The uh the psychology one hundred and one or whatever the heck class it was I took in college was uh, one of my favorite classes. I really enjoyed it. But the, f- the very first day, the teacher, uh, the professor, had this this survey. They passed it around to everybody, and they had us fill out the survey. Nobody knew uh, what was on it. They were also multiple multiple colors. So I got a blue one. Mm-hmm. The girl next to me got a yellow one. Everybody had different colored sheets. So it kind of gave us the feeling that we were all getting something unique or whatever. I don't know if that was part of it, but anyway, we fill out the thing and it was a lot of questions like how much do you spend a day meditating or, you know, do you have a favorite this or that or was this just a bunch of questions? Then we yeah. turn them in and she claims, she says, now, based on these, I'm going to be able to um, pull one of these out and I'm going to and I want you to raise your hand if I'm talking to you. So mm-hmm. she just pulls one out like almost like a hard trick, pulls it out and says, all right, you are sometimes frustrated, but often uh you know the opposite or whatever it's like a bunch of stuff yeah. like that where yeah. it was like both things and we didn't know we're a bunch of dumb 20 year olds so she she finishes this and then says all right i want you to raise your hand if this is yours and something like 89% of the class raised their hand right, right. and she went ah and then explained this whole thing so what that's what that reminds me of and that really yeah. stuck with me cuz to this day i don't trust things like that at all because right. I'm not saying they're trying to screw me over, maybe they're just trying to make me feel good, but there's no like weird there's no science to it. It's just, you know, it's just to well, make you feel good.
6: Right. And here's where this feels different to me. First of all, the UPenn research center like l- the quality is clear, right? And and but they don't go further like Clifton Strengths has made a business out of this, right? Mm-hmm. But their stuff is I think it's maybe because it's more for business and more leadership and training and, you know, that type of thing that they, they have to stay a little further away from uh, sounding like it's pop psychology or something. I don't know what the attempt is here, but I'll tell you what my experience with what is with it and and then why I would recommend these two things as opposed to kind of the other things. If the other things sing to you, ooh, enjoy, right? Like if it feels like it explains things for you, but I, I mean... Truly a horoscope does that same. It feels the same to me. Like this month you will have a surprise. <laughs> I don't know. Like I just, yeah. I'm like, okay, well I have a surprise every month. So I don't know. Is this, <laughs> this is what about?
0: It's
3: very,
6: and, and you're,
0: yeah, it's very, it's very, the stupid fortune cookie thing. It feels, Yeah. Like that. And it yeah. works
6: because, and this is why your teacher could pull that off is a, we're not very self-aware, Right. And yeah. if you put things in certain ways, yeah, it applies to all of us. And that goes to everyone. Someone you think is completely straight up evil and has terrible ideas and is probably the worst person you know hmm. would also raise their hand and say that they think that's them. Yeah. And it, it speaks to a couple of things. Humans are a lot more similar than they are not, or than they are different. We all have a lack of self-awareness about our, our actual stuff. And we have this bias though. We have a negativity bias. It, having things come in, right? So one person doesn't like our work and a 100,000 say it's awesome. We're only focused on the one. That's the negativity bias. It's to protect us, right? Mm -hmm. But then our actual bias, we have another bias, right? Which is that we we can't really hear all the the negative feedback. And so we're going to hear or pick up on the things we think we want to think about ourselves. It Mm -hmm. is another form of self-protection, right? Right. So... Here's what I like about this thing: is the strengths get really specific, and and it's maybe the first time I feel like it has actually connected with my experience, not what I think of myself. Mm. So, for example, I t- I took the five, and I I'm assuming Scott, this is going to be in one of yours because mm. <laughs> it's very similar to what you mentioned. But sure. so my top one was, ironically, called Woo. Woo. <laughs>
3: okay woo all right
6: w-o-o all right which stands for because you guys are not aware stands for winning over others that's why we use the word woo you woo someone they
0: used to say on the, the newlywed game the, the couples would have woo or something what was the deal
6: huh? no, i don't whoopee. know that was whoopee. Whoopee. no that's whoopee okay. not even not even close. Yeah. Okay. all right so woo is winning someone over <laughs> yeah and i'm like okay i'm immediately annoyed like, yeah. all right, is this like everything else I've ever worked with where I'm like, yeah, yeah, I like people and I like to talk to them. Okay. You know, like it's, it just isn't giving me anything interesting. Sure. And then as I'm reading the qualities of this strength, there are things about it that I'm like, yes. Oh my gosh, yes, that happens. Oh, and they're not all positive. In fact, I realize why I can never say no to a salesperson. I buy everything. I give away my real number constantly. To people I shouldn't because they're going to call me and try to sell me gutters. Like I can't. And, and it's related to this concept of, and it's about strangers, me and strangers. I, I want to win them over. So the cashier. So Scott, I have a memory of me, you and Misha getting in a Uber in Vegas and all three of us were trying to woo the driver.
0: Yeah. So, we were all in woo mode for sure. Yeah. <laughs>
6: totally. So mm-hmm. clearly at our house, we had woo lessons or something anyway. But so at first, it, my at first glance, I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when I did some of the work they have you do with it, you, you start to, you name what it is and you realize, okay, there's all these things that connect with my experience. And then um, the idea is you name it, claim it, and then you aim it. So the idea is claiming it is just like trying to own what is good about this thing that you have and seeing that um, and then aiming it is like, what it, what action items can you do to actually strengthen, keep strengthening this strength? Sure. Right? Yeah. So being around more people is the advice that it gives me. Like, well, you should be around people. Clearly, if, if you are isolated, this this is not good for you. Right? And obviously, my job has meant I've met over 10,000 people, strangers, for the first time and gotten to know their deepest, darkest secrets.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: Right? Yeah. So
6: my woo comes in handy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, um, you got handy, you got this. handy
0: woo is what you've got.
6: I have handy woo. I yeah. backfires when it comes to salespeople <laughs> or bad service. I I just will eat a hair in my salad. I will not take it back because I <laughs> yeah. need that stranger to be won over. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So anyway, that that's just an example of like, I I think for me it just opened my mind to like, wow, this can actually, if it goes deeper like these do, um then and you work with them a little differently and you you move it from not being very self-aware or conscious of it to getting specific about how it has helped you and then how you can utilize it if it, it feels good so i would recommend this for probably anyone who maybe is spending a little too much time focused on their weaknesses or uh i wish i was like someone else or i wish i had this thing um, I did this with a group of friends, and it was so funny because everyone had that same initial reaction, like, Oh, I knew I was analytical, <laughs> you know, yeah, and mine's like, Oh yeah, I know I'm social. <laughs> okay, great, you know, um, but then, as we've gotten deeper and and given each other feedback about the strength that is identified from the test and how they see that in me and I see that in them, it's like, holy crap, So one gave an example of... Because I've already won someone over, I can have way harder conversations and bring up sensitive things and ask for stuff that other people could not because they haven't done step one of winning the person over. And I'm like, oh, that's so true. That's why I can get weird crap done sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or a deal or someone lets me in the back door of the store to do a thing. I you know, I, And I've never thought, mm-hmm. I've never been manipulative. I've just been like, hey, hey, I'm an idiot. Can you help me? And it seems to work. <laughs> anyway, point is you can use these strengths for good, not evil, right? But just uh, there is such a lack of focus on this. I think for most of us, it's kind of an interesting, um, it doesn't feel braggy. It doesn't feel arrogant in any way. It just feels like oh, maybe I could use this thing that comes so naturally to me for ways that I haven't thought of before or that, you know, could improve somebody's experience other than me. Or, you know, I don't even know how to explain it. So, for example, Brian's niceness, let's take that for a minute. That is a strength. Mm-hmm. It's probably, they have different words for everything. It's probably empathy. Maybe it's, you know, like he can see outside of himself. He can see that somebody needs something. Yeah, um, maybe. And that... You can do that, right? Like, take that strength. So, so Brian, really quick, um, yeah. where has that been an absolute asset for you? How do you see that uh, as a strength?
1: Definitely in getting, um, I don't want to say getting what I want, but getting uh, uh, results that, that help me later on, right? Like, it's, right. it's almost like I'm banking some some karma, some goodwill. Yeah. That even if it doesn't pay off later on, that's fine. But if, but it usually does, right? It's like, yeah. oh, hey, you you know, here's a here's a you, you know you've been really nice chatting with me this whole time. Here's a uh, um, this shot of something. Uh, try this, see what you think of it, or or whatever. Like a bartender last night, or yeah. or uh, that sort of thing. And it's right. not like I'm doing it to get that, but no. but you know, it's the it's a nice little perk of of that sort of thing.
6: Yes. And if you think about like okay so he, here's a good question cuz people can fake that stuff but lots oh, yeah, of yeah. people can feel the vibe of someone faking it. Mm-hmm. They can feel like something's off, yeah. right?
1: You're And I, can, and so I feel like I can usually tell when somebody's trying to do that to me. Yeah. And they're being fake about it, it's like, "Oh, you're just trying to be, you know, yeah, yeah. you just you just totally. want something." Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah. Totally. Okay, so but this comes just really naturally. So so I have a question. Do you get like a a buzz that's maybe Two on the nose at the bar, but like, do you get uh, a jolt of adrenaline or not even adrenaline, more like dopamine or like just feel good chemicals? When I'm,
1: when I'm being nice to somebody or when they're, you know,
6: when you're being nice nice
1: for me in return. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, for sure. It's like, uh, uh, definitely a, a dopamine like Yeah. Like, oh, I'm being, I'm being good to this person for no reason with no expectations or anything like that. Yeah, for sure. So,
6: and it's a virtuous cycle, right? So you feel good about Mm -hmm. it. You do it. You, you're training in it without even consciously training in it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, And then, and then tell me when that, um, when do you not get dopamine in an interaction with someone who could use your help?
1: Um, when they either blow me off or, uh. Um, they seem indifferent. Uh, like in other words, they're they're they've been so like jaded or um you know one bitten, and twice shy kind of thing. And so they're they're reluctant to to take my kindness as what it really is, as opposed to like, oh yeah, what's this person want? Why, you know, why is this person being so friendly to me with uh you know it is if like I, I get the impression they're suspicious of me.
6: Got you. Yes. And it does not feel good. In fact, it feels almost insulting. It does. Or just so, yeah, like the opposite sure. of dopamine. And okay. so that is it. You might have woo, my friend, because that really is woo. what it's woo. like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And And you can win them over by serving them or chatting mm-hmm. or being funny or just mm-hmm. connecting, right? So connecting might be another yeah. one of your... Your strengths. Um, Yeah, and I
1: probably, and I tend to probably even go overboard when I do get that that negative response to just oh well, I need to try harder then. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah.
6: Right. I found I I work with a person who's uh, like everything I say, his response is something like what like pooping on whatever I have to say. So Mm -hmm. as soon as I could see visualize, I'm Tigger, he's Eeyore. It's not personal. Like wow, has it helped so much? Because I'm like, well, I'll just tear all over your or then. Um, <laughs> but just that, like, I'm trying to win everyone over. That is not his strength. His strength is to, I don't know, poop on everything. I don't know. He yeah, needs to take yeah. a strength finders test. Um, and so, <laughs> so that. But then you think, okay, well, where does that? You know, this strength. How can I use it a little more? So this idea of you, you can see that you do this. Is there a place to aim it? Is the idea so. Name it, claim it, aim it. Where where can you aim this that benefits mm. you, others, work you do, relationships? And it can be small. Like in mine, I just need to be around more people. And that's post-pandemic life, really, truly. Yeah. Like I just need to be face-to-face to somewhere. <laughs> I need it desperately. <laughs> so clearly that's my advice for my aiming it. But how about you? Any thoughts on uh, how you can aim
1: it? It's funny because I tend to be more introverted um, then, then people probably would guess from from the shows I do. Right. So it's, it's getting that first, getting over that initial hump of, uh, of talking to somebody that I don't know to be nice to them. Uh, so I don't know how I am or like what, how I can use those powers for good, uh, other than what I'm currently doing, which is podcasting and, and
6: And you might already be using it, you know, for, for good. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. Okay. So that's where you would start to, you know, when people are like, oh, I wish I had some other skills and I'm going to work on that. Mm -hmm. You know, when they start to work on this, the natural state of the skill they already have and increase that, you know, sort of lots of good can come for that. So for example, I would assume all three of us are probably not mega strong in computing or uh, analytic, well, strategic, I don't know. Some of those that are just like Tend to be an organizer or someone who is just gonna always put things in certain ways, and maybe you guys are not i don't know I am just definitely not
1: i'm um, I'm not as much as an of an organizer as I would like to be. I go through the initial steps of organizing and something happens and it it falls apart
6: yeah, exactly, exactly and yeah. so it's it's some of it is you know it's just inevitable for our weaknesses to show themselves, mm-hmm. but if we find a way to sort of appreciate the thing we have. And then put people in our lives that are sort of balancing of that. Some of that happens naturally. So think about the people around you. What are their strengths that are really different from yours? Like, Scott, I think of you and Kim as like a perfect example of this. Mm. Um, you know, what balances your weaknesses is somebody else's strengths a little bit, you know? maybe oh, yeah. We're not always conscious of it.
0: Sure. I mean, so it hurt. Scott, what it... Oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead. What were you going to say? I, I was just
6: going to ask what, what strengths that... Well, let's talk about yours. Um,
0: well, so in, well, in specific to the idea that you, who you're with sometimes counters or how, how do you, how do you explain this? Like, okay. Compliments. Yeah. Compliments, I guess a better way of Compliment. saying it. Yeah. So my, um, my reach out and help people stuff tends to be a little more specialized. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning it often happens on the internet uh, or it's, uh, you know, finding out what we can do for somebody who recently is deceased or or what we can do for their family or stuff is because I'm paying attention there. Kim is more troops on the ground, kind of Mm -hmm. in that mode. And so she's an activator. She is an activator. And Mm -hmm. and she's she's how do I I don't know how to explain it. She's like she does that so well that I do feel, at least on kind of the ground level, that it's taken care of more because she's already on it, if that makes sense, so yeah. my focuses in those ways are usually a little more specialized or or and verbal know, and verbal, yeah that's true yeah. much more verbal yeah. than uh so than
6: using hers. and not that Kim's nonverbal but like action is her first language in that.
0: Yeah, it is. If somebody says, somebody says, yeah. oh, uh, they've got, they just got a cancer diagnosis in her home and not feeling well, she's already got in her head what food she needs to get, where, what to prepare and how to get it over there and how soon. And, and it's all done. It's basically done. Um, for me, it's, it's like, oh, where do I start? Like, I don't know where even where to start with this person. But on the flip side, she's even said this to me. She's not as good at the ones where you have to kind of cre- reach out, communicate, words and, figure it out you know? again yeah like that stuff so so yeah in a lot of ways that puzzle piece fits really well um, for
3: yeah,
6: us and so so that idea of like okay so she could just force herself to learn how to say the right words and go to uh say the right words class and you <laughs> could start to plan menus Yeah, and we're gonna spend so much wasted time
0: <laughs> yeah it will be a lot of wasted time that, is, that
6: um, is true, and because and this is why you know we need actual tribes to survive as humans is we need also all the people coming with all the things. Right. Um, And so the general stuff we all hope we're good at, or, you know, like your experience with your class is we all sort of like to think of ourselves in sort of certain ways, but then we're also pretty hard on ourselves with those things that just aren't very strong for us. But I don't know how often we're encouraged to really make our strengths um, just serve us in the way that they can. And I think we just take them. We take them for granted. Um, and so, okay. So, what I want to challenge everyone to do, if they're if they're up for it, is to do one of these. Um, if you want to blow twenty bucks, I it's great. Like I think it's very worth the twenty bucks um, because it's going to just get you to look at things. And they do lots of things with like your leadership style and some other businessy kinds of stuff. If that feels like you like some help with work stuff. So I've been doing this with a few clients and their work lives. Um, individually, we go through their results. And and again, the results are both like, oh yeah, totally, that makes sense. And also like, what? Why is that one? And you, you just may be surprised. Mm. Um, and they work together in a particular way. Um, and what's funny is I have found multi- multiple favorite people of mine have certain strengths that I'm like, Oh, I am attracted to someone who can do that <laughs> sure. because I need, I need a, str- a strategic person in my life. Cause I am not at all. Um, and so it's really a helpful blend. And I was like, Oh, this is why I really like working with them or talking to them. Like I do my thing, they do their thing. So it's kind of fun to figure some of that out and see it in your, your partners or your children. And the, the free UPenn one has some children surveys, so you can kind of ha- get a guess of what their strengths are.
0: How, you know how young How young can you do Helpful. that with a?
6: Kid? Uh, I don't know what they say as the age range. But hmm. um, I think as long as they can answer it. Let's see. I'll pull the test up really quick. Oh, it wants to know my age. <laughs> Can't lie. <So. laughs> say 30 f- 35. Uh, there you go. <laughs> I'm sure if they can read and answer some questions, they're probably old enough.
0: Yeah, um, that's a good um, point. If they're taking, I guess because they'd be taking this themselves, so they'd probably be yeah. eight, eight or nine or ten or something. So
6: Right. Yeah. There's also a grit mm-hmm. survey, which is a good one, to check out what your level of grit is. Um, and, yeah, and mm. so some of it is, uh, and I, I think I wanted Hopefully to bring it mine up mine is true.
0: Yeah. <laughs> good point. True grit. I wanted
6: to bring it up today because I, I think, you know, we all fall into this trap, and, of course, my industry is very much tries not to fall into this trap and positive psychology has been a really helpful movement to get us to not just hone in on what's wrong in the pathology. And I think it's, it's been really important, but just for individuals to spend some time being curious about your own strengths.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: Um, I know a lot of times on the show, I'm like, people, please be curious about your problems and get help. You know, like that's, that's usually what I'm saying.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: Um, so I just thought I'd throw everyone off.
0: Like, no, that's good. I
1: like it. I, on
6: your strengths. Cool.
1: Um, yeah, last I week's was. I'm going to spend the 20 bucks and do this one. I like this. Yeah, I think I will I too. I love
6: it. And then we can. Sh- well, I'll share ours next week if you want. Scott, yeah, you we could do, do that.
0: See. I really yeah. liked um, cool. last week's to- topic. Stuck with me, man, hard. I don't know what the deal was there. I must have been just in a mood or something. But yeah, I've been thinking about it since and kind of used it in a couple of cases and. Um, we had somebody who um this is a total side story, but my um my co-host for the video game show I do is from and lives in Canada. And uh-huh. Canadians see a lot of what's going on down here as just complete insanity. They just don't understand uh-huh. Uh-huh. why people are doing certain things that they're doing, whether it be how we handle the pandemic or how you know certain political parties act in certain ways or whatever, whatever. And so so he just is saying, Well, yeah, from an outsider, this is what it looks like to me. And I would somebody write in and get all bent out of shape because they were like, you know, this co-host of mine should not have a free pass to just dump on one side of the political spectrum. And my immediate gut was to say, or wanted to say, dude, what are you freaking talking about? Are you kidding me? He's a Canadian. First of all, he's not part of our political spectrum. He doesn't care about you thinking it's both sides or whatever your issues are. And I wanted to go off. Like I was just irritated. Um, Partly because he's just a really nice, soft-hearted dude, and I don't want people going after him. So anyway, um, I didn't do that. Instead, I did what you suggested, which just tried to dig in and figure it out. Like, where is he coming from? Why does he feel this way? Make him, not make him, but figure out a way to get him to tell me why he feels this way or why he's this and that. And it ended up being really enlightening, like a really enlightening conversation about somebody who's got some deep-seated stuff. Um, we did it in a civil way and you know, I, I came away still going, well, he's pretty wrong about a couple of these assumptions he makes, but at least I came away with understanding where this dude is coming from and understanding the source of his, of his um, you know, what some would call his, his dysfunction. But you know, instead I see it, I got to see it in a different light. So anyway, that stuff, that stuff really stuck. And nice. I don't know if anybody else out there felt that way, but it, like two or three major experiences during the week uh, were, colored by by that and so what it it made me think one of two things either this is great and Wendy's really giving everyone good advice or two my sister has figured out a way to to uh, remotely control me I don't know which I don't know which one it is
6: 100% 100 the second one one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah why not both there's benefits on both both. sides
6: it's totally both and actually this uh today is all about hinting that you need to work on some of your strengths so
0: yeah there you go more control. Yeah, I
6: mean, I, I have to say that I, that's great. I'm really happy to hear that. I uh, after taking this test and studying the, just one, I haven't even gone through my other four. I'm just sticking with woo for a minute to try to figure out, like, you know, I hate that it's the word woo, but I like <laughs> what is this asset and and am I utilizing it? And do I, you know, whatever? And then I just keep having experiences like somebody at the grocery store. I can't get to smile. Or they don't laugh at the little joke I make or, and then I'm like, Mm -hmm. and then someone else, I crack them and I am high as a kite for the next half hour. And I'm like, wow, this is (laughs) so me. And Mm -hmm. I just had never noticed before. I just thought people are grumpy. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, no, I am requiring someone to be won over. And that feels so different than being like, that dude sucked. It's more like, oh yeah, I didn't get my hit from a stranger. Mm (laughs) Yeah. So it's helpful. It's helpful. It's, it's made me less weirded out by people that don't respond to my charm. So <laughs> to dumb. your woo, yeah.
0: yeah
3: you're I woo. cannot
6: woo them. Anyway, no. And so it's really weirdly been, yeah. And so I'm hoping you guys take this, and I hope others do, and either that test or the free ones, and just kind of wake up a little bit to yourself. Because mm-hmm. we're not awesome at this. Like you said, Scott, sometimes we need other people to express this but mm-hmm. we don't hear it. And even then, think of all the compliments you don't take in, right? And so it's mm-hmm. this sort of way that you can dig into some of this without maybe some of the social problems of like, oh, I'm bragging or because this is not my experience with woo. It's like, well, no, that's a it's a strength. Ooh, I can see how this is harming me. Mm-hmm. All right, how can I improve this? So like mm-hmm. there's a bit of a some power in it, you know, we're not talking about my weakness, we're talking about my strength. So mm-hmm. it's a it's fun, anyway. So I'm hoping people have a good experience with this. So yeah. I'd love if people did it and could like be in the chat when we're talking about it next time. Would be pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that would be cool. I'm gonna take this. So that's the one on the Gallup site, just to make sure I'm the doing Gallup that, right? site. Yeah. Okay, the Gallup that's one, the yeah.
6: that's the one I'm more familiar with. The other one, you know, it it's it's pretty basic but helpful, and and then sure. there's lots of other things they could do for, sure, for sure. free. Sure, sure.
0: Just okay fun. cool well uh there yeah. you have it uh wendy of course uh, uh, busy doing other cool stuff no no new openings on uh real steps yet right That's not
6: yet a- nope that'll be coming in the fall and i'll let you guys know what's going on like august Very august nice. is like next week
0: yeah <laughs> august is soon man <laughs>
6: oh Maybe middle it's
0: almost later. here all right well have a okay. good one and uh may all of your um i don't know days be free strengths of strength there yeah strengths <laughs> be strengths there it is that's what i was looking for we'll see you next time okay. all right brian i think you're oh. sounding better now let me hear you
1: yeah it it uh it definitely gets better when it's when it's just two of us um and I think also switching to uh, my phones, sharing my phone's Wi-Fi as opposed to the hotel Wi-Fi. I think that's the thing. Everybody's waking up and uh, turning on porn, downloading porn. Yeah. And uh, so it's killing killing the hotel Wi-Fi.
0: Yeah. They stopped downloading porn at 3 a.m., finally passed out, drunk, and then now yep, are waking exactly. up going, all right, let's roll it in again, boys. Let's go. Let's yeah. get that porn. Back to the porn, everybody. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, awesome. We are toward the end of the program here. I wanted to end things real quick with a very fast email. Uh, this is a uh, an email regarding the key situation I ran into with my freaking mailbox uh, the other oh, yeah, day. right. And uh, here's what he says. Send and receive email. This is uh, an email from Bob, Cliff Clavin's carrier. We've talked to him before. Uh, he yeah, says, yeah. hey, S&B, right. S- S- the problems you've had may be explained in a few ways. Number one. The Sunday carrier is most likely not the regular carrier, because in my office, the regular carriers cannot work Sundays unless it's an emergency due to overtime rules. So the carrier you ha- carrier you have is probably a sub of some kind, which is no excuse, but probably an explanation. Number two. Here's option number two. The key you were left should have come out of the bo- uh, lock for that box. But if not, the carrier should have been aware that it was broken. Number three... Post office does not own that box. Uh, It only owns the carrier locks for the back to allow carrier access. Your HOA probably needs to have the locks fixed in conjunction with the post office. I actually think three is the likely one. Um, Yeah, I think so, too. He says, I would either try to meet with the carrier to solve the problem or leave a note in your box. Let them know about the problem. Hopefully, uh, he was not just being lazy. Maybe uh, he or she just didn't know the key wouldn't work. Hope that helps. Well, it does, Bob. It straight up does. Hearing it right from a, <laughs> New, a Newman mail carrier himself. I'm not saying you're Newman, but you know what I mean. Like a real, the real deal. I don't know why I brought Newman up. Anyway, you're awesome. Thank no you, worries. Bob, for the feedback. If you guys want to send in answers to questions we ask on the air or anything else, really, you can do that easily with the at gmail.com. That's the address to use. And as always, the show is uh, brought to you by you fine folks at home through patreon.com slash TMS. Even a dollar a month would help. And you guys are awesome. I don't want anyone to think I don't love the dollar people. Whenever I bring it up oh, yeah. about how yeah. dumb we are the way we set things up, that's about us, not you. You're amazing. We're, we we, we right. don't have we love
1: the dollar you. people. We love the two dollar people twice as much.
0: Yeah, and then if you're more <laughs> than, if kidding. you're the I'm one of the <laughs> the five dollar people, oh man, we love. I'm just kidding. Oh, Anybody five times as much. Yeah, yeah all of you oh, is fine. More kidding. of you to love. We don't care. We will take you. Uh, that's patreoncom TMS. Exactly.
1: Uh, that's you guys, it. Obviously, you're 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 paying what you can afford, and that's what we love.
0: That's right. That's what we need, really, uh, to survive here. Anyway, hey, uh, we got to get out of here, but we can't do it without a song, and I know Brian made a thing ready for now. So, what do you got
1: there? I did, and this one uh, it's going to involve some work on your part. So, I'm hoping that you're able to pull through. So, uh, Nikki <laughs> Ackerman's uh, A N T P contestant and uh, now uh, D T N S headline. Uh, uh, reporter or headline uh, uh, caster for yep. Tom. <laughs> she does
0: a bunch of stuff for uh, for any kind of science segments as well over there. She's really good at those.
1: She's, She's awesome. so good. Yeah. All right. So uh, she says, Hi, sheep and buck. Just like Jurassic Park, I'm turning 29 this year, and I'd love to request a song from the cover master for my birthday. Uh, as in the previous years, I'm requesting the silky tones of Orville Peck. To celebrate. Can I also get a random sound clip from Scott about sheep? Love oh. the slow-mo. Nikki. Damn. Now do you have a sheep a sheep audio clip? I don't know.
0: Use? Um Okay. Uh let's try this one. I got one, it says. Let's play it and see what we get. Cannons and town halls and sheep and stuff you gotta do.
1: <laughs> I think that's our bees guy too, by the way. Oh, it might be. It sounds like him. Yeah yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I think that's. Let me just make sure I don't have any ba. Um, what's, what's this one? Oh, that's just me. Yeah, that's as good as I got, Nikki. I feel bad. I don't have any good sheep, like yelling or doing anything like that. Maybe I have goats.
1: That's good too. Yeah.
0: i mean, Oh, here's a goat. Here we go. My name's. No, not that. Okay, it's not quite the same as a sheep. But it's a fun. It's a fun goat
1: goat make you sneeze there you go goat make you sneeze anyway that's as close goat as we're make gonna you get it's yeah. like i'm watching uh, thor 11 thunder again <laughs> uh all right so orville peck this guy is awesome i love uh, he he has an incredible voice and um but he also is uh, uh he's shrouded in mystery i don't know what he looks like because he's always wearing a mask and then some frilly fringe coming down from that mask. So he's a mystery wrapped in enigma, smothered with secret sauce. Wow. Uh, He got together with Trixie Mattel, who is a uh, RuPaul Drag Race winner, I believe, certainly a contestant, who's parlayed that into a music career. And uh, Trixie's released an album called Full Coverage Volume 1, on which uh, she pulls in Orville Peck to do some guest vocals in a classic duet that was originally by Johnny Cash and June Carter Cash. It's the song Jackson. Here is Trixie Mattel and Orville Peck.
0: Perfect. I will see you guys. We'll all see you guys Monday for a brand new TMS. We'll see you then.
2: We got married in a fever.
5: Your health. Go play your hand, you big talking man, and make a big fool of yourself. Yeah, Yeah, go to
2: Jackson. Go comb your hair. Oh honey, I'm gonna snowball Jackson. See if I care when I breeze into that city. People gonna stoop and bow. Ha. All them women gonna make me Teach them what they don't know how I'm going to Jackson You turn in my coat Cause I'm going to Jackson Goodbye, that's all she wrote
5: But they'll laugh at you in Jackson And I'll be dancing on a pony keg They'll lead you round like a scalding your tail tucked between your legs. Yeah, go to
2: Jackson. You big talking man. And I'll be waiting in Jackson. You're going to be waiting a long time. I'll catch you if I can. Well, now we got married in a fever. Hotter than a pepper sprout. Yeah, we've been talking since the fire went out, I'm going to Jackson. And that's a fact. Yeah, we're going to Jackson. Ain't never coming back. Yoo-hoo!
0: This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Would you zip me up, please?